back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. And, of course, missing in action once again, the scrub of the team, the, the whale man. The whale man. The whale man. Yeah. Kyle Budzinowski, he's out of here. What is he? What is he? Is he in Chicago again? He, no. Is he, he in has, Miami today? He has, he has family over today. Oh, he's got, oh, he's got family. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's okay, got sure. extended family over. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's full of crap. I yeah. I, I see right through him. I see right through you. If you're listening to this right now, um, Mike, we got a lot to go over this week. We're going to be talking lines. There's a lot of been a lot of talk about ownership, about who's staying, who's going, as far as the Detroit Lions go. We haven't done a lot of lines over the past couple weeks because it's been a dumpster fire ever since Stafford went down. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like 0 7 since he went down, so there's really no point in talking about them. They're out of the playoff hunt by far. They're going to finish fourth in the NFC North. A lot of uh, expectations, pretty much. Ex- exploded after you know the first six seven weeks of this year um but we're going to talk about the detroit lions today matt patricia bob quinn coming back we're going to talk about ownership as well and we're going to kind of dispel some notions that maybe some lions fans have in the second half of the show mike we're going to talk about your rankings as far as the nfl playoff contenders we did this a couple weeks ago where we talked about who we thought had a legitimate chance mm-hmm. at winning the super bowl but now we're going to kind of rank them now that we've kind of seen some shuffling and everything has kind of worked itself out who we really think is going to be our Super Bowl matchup going in, and then we're also going to talk uh, some basketball news as you know the big one of the bigger uh, weekends in the year mm-hmm. for the NBA is obviously Christmas week. We're going to have some big playoff type matchups and how important those are to kind of get a litmus test as where those teams are at, as well as a Pistons check in, and then we're going to end the show with some AEW talk once again for you wrestling fans. Uh, stay tuned to the end of the show. We're going to talk AEW and maybe their decline slash. Some of the criticism that they're facing, whether it's warranted or not. We have a lot to go over, Mike. Let's start off by doing what we do best, talking Detroit Lions football. Um, biggest news coming out of Ellen Park here. Um, we got a letter from ownership to the season ticket holders, which I am a season ticket holder, is that, unfortunately, <laughs> my family has been for, I don't know, 20 years, it feels like. Um, but we got a, you get the letter to the fans, basically saying the Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia coming back. Patricia's coming back for year three after this debacle of a season. Um, as far as fans go, it was kind of a 50-50 split. If you ask one person, they're like, okay, it, you got to give them three years. Other people, you know, I know guys like Dan Orlovsky, Chris Spielman, are like, you got to give them three. If you yeah. can't get, you got to give them three. Because if you go and you replace them now, it, what, what did you learn, right? Mm-hmm. You're just starting all over again for no reason. So you got to give it a third year. Really let this see if this is actually going to take hold or not. Uh, and then you have the other half of the fan base, though, the more, I would say, reactionary fan base to some extent, where they go, no, I, it, it's over, we're supposed to be a playoff team, you know, 9-7 wasn't good enough, we have people calling for Caldwell to come back, and we're going to talk about that as well. Um, but, Mike, just give me your opinion on, on your thoughts on Patricia and Bob Quinn coming back. We're going to have a top five pick, more than likely, in the season. We're going to talk draft stuff once we know officially where the Lions are drafting, so yes. stay tuned for that in a couple weeks. Um but with another Merkson mock draft corner, it was one of my favorite segments that we've ever done on the show. Um, but as far as as far as your take on on Patricia and Quinn coming back, mm-hmm. year three together, this is Bob's fifth year. How, how you feeling about that? Uh, everything staying the same. There's gonna be major staff changes for Patricia on defense, yeah. especially. But them specifically coming back. Yeah, I mean, I have no. I won't. There are problems with them coming back, yes. but I'm always in the camp of give them three years. Yeah. I think when the Browns, you go 0 and 16, and you can bring a coach back because you're going <laughs> to give them three years. You yeah. can give this no team three right. years. Right. Um, but I don't want to hear excuses no. of why you're bringing them back for a third year kind of right. thing. Right. Where you go, well, 
We had injuries, yeah. and I go, okay, yeah, so does the Steelers, yeah. and they're about to be in the playoffs right. with a third-string quarterback and no wide receivers and no running backs. Right. So I don't really want to hear that you just like mm-hmm. can't get it going. Right. You should be able to get it going. Right. So this third year is definitely the make-or-break make break. year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, but, yeah, get a third right, chance. Right, and let's talk about that, too, because I, you're you're dead on, right? We've yeah. talked about this before off-air. We're like, this, it has to happen. Yeah. It has to happen. Um. But in their case, right, I think Lions ownership even said they expect to be a playoff contender. I know some people took this, oh, well, they just want to be a contender. They don't want to actually make the playoffs. Like, there has to be wiggle room in that. You know what I mean? Where if something happens where they're in the playoff hunt or they're in a playoff position and then all of a sudden Stafford goes down and then they lose in a weird – whatever the case may be, right? There's some – as long – I think what ownership is trying to say, and we're going to talk ownership here in a few minutes – um, is that they understand the frustration from the fans, mm-hmm. and they understand that this can't happen again, and they also understand that if if next year they rebound and say they go ten and six and they're there, then okay, right? Then maybe we have a foundation of something that they can build upon for years to come. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen though, then they understand that. Listen, then we have to tear it down. Yeah. But I think it's a smart move to at least let the process happen. If, if Patricia's biggest thing is that we're building a foundation, we're building a foundation, building a foundation, we're going to get there, we're going to get there. Okay, you've had two years now to get it done. And, and, and now is the time to see that foundation building mm-hmm. be there so when year three happens, we're ready to rock and roll. You're going to have a top five pick more than likely going into this draft. Hopefully, if everything goes right, you're the second overall pick and you draft Chase Young and make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. But point being is that you're going to have a top five pick you don't. You have tons of draft capital. You know what I mean. You're not. You're not missing second, third round picks or anything like that. You have. You're gonna have at least your standard. You know, few picks there. You got an additional five, I think, with the dig trade. So, you're gonna have some ammunition to do some things. You're gonna have forty million dollars in cap space, and you're gonna be able to see this vision throughout. Whether that means there's some reactionary moves where they're gonna go spend some money in the offseason, absolutely. <clears throat> Are they gonna be aggressive in their drafting? Absolutely, right? There may not be picking the safe, solid pick. They're going to go with best best athlete out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we, we may see those things to make an immediate impact. But if Lions fans are so eager to win, I expect them, and I think we, you, I would speak for you as well, where this is the year, right? Next year will be the year where it's, it's all or nothing, basically. Yeah. Do you think that if they make the playoffs but lose, do you think they keep their job? It's, it's strictly the playoff line? Or do you think that internally at least they've drawn a line where they say, yeah, we want to win, but no, we want the division, or we want we want a playoff win. Or do you think that it's just get us to the playoffs that gets people off of off of the yeah. train of getting you fired, and then after that, it's it's it steps towards that. See, Super Bowl. I think they need the playoff win, yeah. but where they're at, I think it's an astronomical task to get the win from <laughs> right. like, off right. of this year. Absolutely. But I do think because then if you just get to the playoffs and lose, mm-hmm. and it's been three years, mm-hmm. what's the difference between you and Caldwell? Right. Because he got us to the playoffs twice, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get us over the hump. You're supposed to right. keep get us there, there and right. get over the hump, but right. you regressed the team. Right. So I think it should... The expectation should be mm-hmm. go win. win. You don't even have to win the division. If you're a six seed and can upset the three seed or something, yeah, right. that's win, fine win too. Win the playoff game. Yeah, win, just win the playoff game. game. Right. That's I think that should be the expectation. Right. I think anything less yeah, is right. well. Then why'd you fire Caldwell if right. he can't get and it done either? Talk, and let's talk about Caldwell for a second because there is a small vocal contingent among Lions fans that are clamoring they want Jim Caldwell back. Do you agree that Jim Caldwell should be the head coach of the Detroit Lions? Um. I'm. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm not like 
I think if I think if this doesn't work, yeah. I think you could bring him back. Uh, you gotta bring him back. He ain't coming back. <laughs> he well, he back. won't come yeah, back. Yeah. But like, if the option came, yeah. I would say, why not bring him back? Right. He, he didn't do anything like bad. Yeah. There was no I, bad. I, I would say this I, to to the people who who want Callball back. I, I will say two things. Number one, he's not coaching anywhere now. He's in Miami. He's an assistant coach. Right. He's just kind of there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I will say. So clearly. Something about him was not good enough to be a head coach for another football team. I mean, Zach Taylor for Cincinnati is like 22 years old, mm-hmm. and he's the head coach of the freaking team. You mean to tell me they couldn't hire Caldwell? They'd be better than 1-14 in or whatever the hell they're at right now? Oh, that seems you know, bad. They're bad, no doubt, right? But my point being, right, Jim Caldwell is a good football coach. He's not a great football coach. And this is going to go to our ownership talk a little bit, too, where – it's not that Jim Caldwell necessarily did anything agree. His game management is egregious, let's be clear. Um, but at the same time, it was the big moments and the inability to get you, like you said, Mike, over the hump, which is what Patricia was brought in to do, right? Absolutely, right? So I think that people are looking at it from, well, we went 9-7, and seven, we went 11, we did all these things, and that's great. But if your ownership and if you are somebody who is now trying to build upon that, then that should not be good enough for you. And I think people need to dis- differentiate from saying all we want is a playoff win and we'll be happy to what the organization is saying is, no, we understand that we've, we've been bad and we're trying to turn it around, but the goal is not to win a playoff win and then lose again for the next 25 years. The goal is to build something sustainable, hopefully, to then win a championship. That is the goal of ownership. What it hasn't happened. I'm not I'm not defending the moves what they've done to make it happen. I'm just saying that I think people need to look at it in a little bit bigger format and say they're not doing these things just strictly to win games for one season. They're trying to do something that lasts a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want a five to eight year window where it's like, okay, we got a chance to do it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or and then you rebuild and you go accordingly, right? Like right now right theoretically could have been their window mm-hmm. if they wanted to right it hasn't gone out that way and they took the risk to do so but the point being is that Caldwell got us to level here and they brought in Matt Patricia Bob Quinn's guy to take us to here whether that happens or not remains to be seen but that was the goal in releasing Caldwell so I think people need to understand yeah. why the move was made let's talk now about um Let's talk now about ownership a little bit here because it's a, there's a you know a vocal majority I would say now honestly of people who are clamoring and they've done this forever and this is coming from the older part of the fan base I would say the people who maybe watch the Lions for thirty years and mm-hmm. every time you say something nice about ah oh, they'll break your heart anyway and blah, blah, blah and I get it um, where they're very very vocal about selling the team they want the Fords to sell them they're not going to win as long as Fords are the owners. Um, thoughts on, do you, do you want the Fords to sell the team? Do you think that that would be a major step? Because that's what it would be. Changing ownership is a major deal mm-hmm. for any franchise. Um, is, do you think that would be a major step in all of a sudden turning this thing around? Like basically changing owners and then firing everybody and restarting. See, I don't think it would make that big of a difference. Cause yeah. I think if, unless you're Robert Kraft mm-hmm. or Jerry Jones, the owners aren't that deep into the football operation part of it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, you look at it, and I think you just put the blame on the GM and the coach because Martha Forge is sitting there going, I'm paying you, I'm to, paying do, you to do, do this. Right, right. Like I'm paying you to do your job well. 
hopefully I just want to see more more than three wins in a 16-game season. Yeah. That's what they're hoping for right. as the owners, unless right. you're Jerry Jones or Robert Kraft, in which right. case you're more into the football discussion of it. Right. So I don't think, for the Lions case in specific, I don't think selling the team would make any difference right. because you can get some other billionaire who will do the exact same thing, and it doesn't really make a difference right. in and, my and, opinion. And, and, but, and, that's, and, that's, and that's right, and that's it. I think you're approaching it from the top-down mentality is, if you're the owner, you're worried about okay, how are we doing in revenue? How is yeah. the you know what I mean? And and I think they put a great president in Rod Wood in in place where Rod Wood, you know, they've upgraded the jerseys, right? Whether you like the uniforms or not, they're new, right? Mm-hmm. New uniform, um, a little bit modified logo. The field looks nicer. They've made some modifications to Ford Field. That's all you know, more Rod Wood stuff. Now on the other side, right? Let's let's get this out there because I think some Lions fans forget about what happened here and when they brought in Bob Quinn. This hire, while made by the Fords, was not made by the Ford family. They hired, they went to the NFL. The NFL lent them Ernie Corsi, who was a respected NFL executive and GM. He's the guy who's known for pulling off the John Elway trade back in the, I guess it was the 70s or 80s, um, where John Elway didn't want to go to the Colts. He pulled off that trade. He was the GM for the Giants that drafted Eli Manning. Um or he was able to swing the trade for Eli Manning mm-hmm. in exchange for Philip Rivers. He was the guy who kind of built that Giants team on the ground level before they won the Super Bowl. So he has a lot of experience in the league. And Ernie Acorsi was the guy who, in collaboration with the Lions, was the one who hired Bob Quinn. He's the one who recommended. He said, "This could be your. This could be your guy." Mm-hmm. Basically, and they went with that. So. Let's 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 put that out there. Number one and number two. I don't think people are really understanding that as an owner. Yes, I understand that it, at the end of the day, all blame falls on leadership, no doubt about it. But in this case, I think people think that the Fords are just sitting up there in the press box, just not giving one hoot or another mm-hmm. whether or not they win or lose. I mean, it's very clear when Martha took over the team that. She wasn't happy, right? They're one and seven. She fired uh, Mayhew. She fired Tom Luan, right? Yeah. Immediately, basically, yeah. you know. And I, I really think that people need to understand that it's not about the ownership. Are we winning? No, they're not, and they need to start absolutely. But selling the team, that doesn't do anything for you. If anything, all it does is kick that can down the road even further because all you're doing is you're restarting once again, which mm-hmm. goes back to our Patricia Quinnix conversation where we say. The more you change and the more upheaval you have consistently throughout your, your organization, the longer it takes to win. All the teams that are successful in this league, look at all of them, right? Mm. Seattle, Pete Carroll's been there, what, 10 years, it yeah. feels like, right? John Snyder's been there a long time. Uh, Kansas City, Andy Reid's been there quite a few years now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, New England, same thing, right? The Packers just went through an upheaval, right? We don't know what they are, but you have certain teams that have always been you know, they've had the same GM for 15 years. They've had the same head coach, or you know, I mean, or a small subset of head coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Dallas is probably the one team that hasn't had that success in a long time, and they've yeah. had the same coach, coach for forever, forever and same GM. But point being is that the more change that happens, the less time you get to build a foundation and get to believe in what you're trying to build, right? It's not always as, as easy as, okay, we got a new guy in here and we're just going to roll. That was how it was sold to us. But I don't think that's necessarily the right answer, right? I don't think that's the – we don't want this to be a quick one-year flame-out. And you're seeing that, right, in Los Angeles with the Rams mm-hmm. where they're a 500 football team now and they've got a hell of a lot of money allocated to their quarterback 
people want to talk about Stafford's contract, go look at Jared Goff's contract. To uh, Todd Gurley, go look at that deal, right? Certain things, right, where it was like, we're in a win-now mode, and they are now going to suffer because of it. I'm not saying that they're the perfect owners. I'm not saying this organization has done everything in its power to win, and they need to start winning immediately. But to say that selling the team is going to solve our problems is a fallacy. So I think people need to kind of get wrap their brains around that a little bit. Um, I'm very excited, Mike, to be talking in a couple weeks once we know the Lions' official draft position. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, if everything goes right, they can just lose out, and then we just get the yeah. top pick as, as close as we can, basically. Um, is there any way that if they get the number two pick, they don't draft Chase Young? Um, is that if, if he comes out? Um, not really. No. I, I don't think there's much you can do around it. Yeah. I will say that there is big talks that he won't come out this year, that he really wants to play Ohio State one more year. Yeah. So, especially if they don't win the championship, like he wants the college national championship. Mm-hmm. So I think that would scare me that you're kind of doing all of this, and if Chase Young's not there, yeah. it's kind of like, who do you get kind right. of thing. Right. So that would And we'll, and we'll and dive, we'll into, dive it, into it more yeah. time. Yeah. But um, I don't think there's any way you can go around not getting Chase Young mm-hmm. unless, and this is a big if, another defense end comes in the market that you have $40 million in cap that you can go spend all of that on. Yeah, it's going to be a fun offseason. I really yeah. do. Last year, we had a lot of fun talking about it. So if you're a Lions fan, don't even watch these games. Don't watch it. It's it's brutal. I went to the nah. Tampa Bay game last week. I stayed for a quarter and a half. I left. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, Don't watch these games. Just look, look toward the future and understand that this next year, it's either we're going to be in the hunt at the end where we're going to be talking about the Lions every single week on this show where it goes, okay, we're – Eight and five, or whatever the case yeah. is, or if we're five and eight, oh, well, Patricia just got fired. Yeah. Those are really your two options right mm-hmm. now. So, as a Lions fan, you should be nervous, excited, but also understand that the line has been drawn in the sand. So it's either win or go find another job. It's it's yeah. really that simple, and be prepared for both of those um, a- as we come along. All right, after the break, we're gonna talk. Some more NFL action. We're going to talk Mike's rankings. You know, he is the king of 1 through 30, I feel like, sometimes. He's going to rank them for us. He's going to tell us who do you think has got the best shot at it, you know, and who is barely holding on by a thread. And then we're going to talk NBA action on Christmas Day. It's one of, you know, it's a holiday tradition for a lot of families. Um, And then we're also going to talk AEW at the very tail end of the show. After the break, stick around. Hey guys, it's the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Duck, and you've been hearing me talk about my buddy Nick DiStefano for weeks now. And I'm going to keep talking about him because he's that awesome. I mean, this guy right there, he is the realtor for you if you are in the state of Michigan. I can't I can't speak highly enough about him. I'm going to give you his contact information right now just to make sure that you can't come on this show and say that you don't know how to give Nick a call, you don't know how to shoot him an email. That's Nick DiStefano, 586 556 0304 Nick at Nick D dot Realty. He is the absolute perfect realtor. I just got a bur- my birthday was a couple weeks ago, guys. He sent me a birthday card just thanking me for being his client. So once you are a client of Nick's, you are a client for life. That's the kind of th- person he is. Those are the kind of relationships he prides himself on being able to build and maintain. He helped me find my first house to fit the perfect studio for you guys. He's gonna help Mike buy his first house here pretty soon. All that great stuff. He is the guy for you. That's Nick DiStefano, 586-556-0304. He is the absolute number one guy in the Metro Detroit area. If you're looking to buy, sell, rent, he's your guy. Now here is part two of episode 56. 
And welcome back to part two of episode 56 of the I'm Always Red Sports Podcast. All right, Mike, let's talk NFL power rankings here for just a bit. Playoff season, <coughs> excuse me, is right around the corner. Yeah. I'm excited. It's, I like, know, it's like right there. It's right there. It's literally right there. Like, you guys don't even see it on camera. NFL playoff guy is looking right at us right yeah. now. It's crazy. Um, it's it's right here. We, we've talked about it now. We did our family pick them earlier in the year at yeah. our birthday parties. Um because we're like seven days apart. <laughs> yeah, that's close. Um, so uh, let's go through here, Mike. I know you kind of put, compiled a, a, a list of basically everybody who's in the playoffs, right? Or, you know, they're right fighting. there fighting for it, like Cowboys, Eagles, we'll explain as we go. Um, but basically, these are the rankings. And let us know in the comments or give us a shout-out, IARBroadcastMedia@gmail.com. Hit us up on our website and our contact page. I, uh, I'm always right, peace, or I'm always right dot com pc.com let us know what you think about these rankings mike you know he is the king i like to call him the king of rankings sometimes i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you a shirt sure, king, of king, rank, rankings. king of rank king of rank king of rank i can well, be the king of rank. there you go let's go right into it and uh let's go let's start bottom top bottom top uh, let's start bottom top so okay that's what, that's how i was expecting cliffhanger, to go. cliffhanger. cliffhanger. you don't know who the best team is so i tell you who it is all right so we got all i, I put I compiled a list of 13 teams, 13 teams that okay. are about there. Okay. Um, about 12 or 11 of them have clinched already. Yep. There's a fight between the Steelers and Titans for yep. the sixth seed in the AFC. And then Eagles-Cowboys play later today on this Sunday, but we won't know who really wins. So I kind of put them together. Yeah, Because sure. they're... Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, so at the bottom of my list, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. at 13. I just... They're there... But they they're the worst of. <laughs> I'm gonna give Mike Tomlin a hell of a lot of credit though. The fact that this team is even competing right now goes yeah. to show you. But once again, it goes back to part one of the show, right, where I said the foundation. Everybody was looking to fire Mike Tomlin last year, yeah. and he has banded this team together on a third, fourth string quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got guys getting punched and getting hit and helmets thrown at him and every yep. other thing, and yet they're still producing, and they're in the hunt at the end of it. Yep. Extremely, extremely impressive by Mike Tomlin. Yep, but they are the weakest of oh, the absolutely. 13 I absolutely. have here. Yeah, they're, so. not, they're not a Super Bowl contender, but the fact that we're even talking, talking about, about them right, right now, now is extremely yep. impressive. Uh, number 12, I have the Tennessee Titans. Yep. I like what they're doing offensively. Well, Derrick Henry's been a beast. Yes. But when you have to go up against possibility teams of like Kansas City, New England, Houston. In those places. In, in those places, it's so, going to be a tough uh, road to get no up there. No matter how good Ryan Tannehill is playing, he's still Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at number Sorry, 11, yep. I have the Eagles slash Cowboys. Yep. They're the worst team in the NFC for me. Yep. I think anybody that they match up with in the NFC, I think they lose to. Yep. Uh, preferably probably the Seahawks or the Niners is probably who they will get. Mm-hmm. And I think the Eagles secondary is too banged up and they have no receivers. And Cowboys is just too inconsistent to yeah, do much Yeah, about absolutely. Yeah. I, obviously, as Detroit fans, right, we're really hoping the Dallas doesn't win. Yes. <laughs> but either way, though, I think there's too much turmoil going on right now with either team. I think that Dallas is a Super Bowl roster with poor coaching mm-hmm. and inability. And, and honestly, you're going to see bad cat management coming pretty soon. Yeah. I think Jerry's feeling it a little bit. Uh, they're going to have a new head coach next year. Um, that's a situation, funny enough, that we talk about Mike Tomlin, where they've stuck with a coach too long without enough results. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of inverse there. But I agree with you. I think I'm going to say the Eagles get it done because the Cowboys 
full cowboy things. That's cool. And and, and uh, it is in Philly, so it's yeah, right. it's interesting yeah. for that game. One of those things where like Carson Wentz goes nuts or a random wide receiver no one's ever heard of shreds the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, number ten, I have the Buffalo Bills. Same thing. I think their defense is super elite. I think they're very strong there. Mm-hmm. Offensively, I don't trust Josh Allen with the ball against a Philly against a. Deshaun Watson Houston team where I don't know if you can get that ball there and I just think you're going to get outplayed. I think Buffalo Buffalo is hard because I don't necessarily disagree with the ranking. Uh, maybe a slot or two higher depending on who your nine and eight are. Um, but they're going to be a tough out though. They play phenomenal defense. Yeah. They really do. They're able, Josh Allen's come a long way. I was not a Josh Allen guy coming yeah. out of the draft at all. Uh, but Sean McDermott deserves. Hell of a lot yeah. of credit. The fact that they possibly can go eleven and five this year. That is yeah. extremely, extremely impressive for them. They one win away from yesterday winning a division uh, division championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, if they're going in a hot, harsh weather, they go into New England, going to Kansas City. I don't know if they win those games, but they're gonna play up. No, they so will play, play up, up for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, continue. Uh, number nine, I got the Houston Texans right above them. Yeah. I just think Deshaun Watson just gives them that little bit of elevation, mm-hmm. but I still think they're lower. In the tiers in the AFC teams, they're banged up a little bit, you know. And two, I don't think that they, I don't think for whatever, I just don't think they're there. No, yeah. Well, trading Jadavian Clowney and then losing JJ Watt, that's like your pass rush. Yep. So now you don't really have the defense and, to be and, there. And they made some trades, you know, Laramie Tunsil, like Kenny Stills. They have, you know, they have some pieces offensively, but on the defensive side, I felt like they're a little bit lacking, yeah. you know. Um, it, you know, they have Bradley Roby. Okay, cool. Yeah. They lost Cream Jackson to the free agents market last year. There's just some pieces there where you, it's just they're they're good, but they're not great. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just a few pieces away from being great. Yeah. That's that's the next couple. I yeah, think for sure. Uh, number eight, I got the Vikings. Yeah, that's I fair. think Kirk Cousins is probably the reason if they do lose that you're gonna look to and go. That was probably why you lost. Yeah. Uh, you have a great running game. You have pretty good receivers, and your defense is pretty elite. But I think that's just like there's that one hole, right. and it's a big hole because you're yeah, quarterback. Right. But, I, think I mean, it could to, be a problem. to Kirk's credit, he's played phenomenal this year. It's the best year of his career statistically, yeah. right? They're able to, but it's all predicated upon the run, though. Their yeah. play action pass is what is what's making it done yeah. for him. You know what I mean? Delvin Cook being injured or limited is going to hinder them, um, you know, so much. I can't even tell you. I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the league. Um, I would agree with that. That. They are they're a team that could shock somebody and win and win a game. They could go on the Eagles run like two years ago and they could steamroll with the team that they have. Right. Or they can just hit a hard like stop. They they hit the Packers first round and they hit the Saints in the second round and you just go, There's no way we can get through that. There's no way we can go through both of that gauntlet of a sign. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh number seven, I have the Seattle Seahawks. I just don't think their defense I know. I was I, I was hurt putting this down here. Wow, I was that blew me out of my chair. Um, if Russell Wilson wasn't playing as good as he is, MVP like caliber, they're probably an eight and eight team or less. Yeah, unfortunately Whoa. to say. Whoa, and their defense is not very good. They let I up not thirty plus all. points games, yeah. and they let up thirty eight against the Cincinnati Bengals. You just score forty and you can win. Like <laughs> it's playing Oklahoma ball. Yeah. That's so Seattle's about. at seven for me, but I think wow. I think they have a really good chance of getting there. But yeah, yeah they're at for seven. Sure. Yeah, let, let me keep going here. I'm, I'm Number interested. six, I have the Packers just slightly above because I think their defense is just slightly better, and I think their offense see, is better. See that's where I would in my opinion, I would flip those and here's why. Aaron Rodgers ain't playing like Aaron Rodgers anymore. 
Yeah, but he I has think not been, he has I, not been effective. See, he's not been super effective, yeah. but the reason I have, I think their defense... Their defense if, is not bad. It's if, much if I, improved. If I put both of them against the Saints, I go, I need that one stop. I'm like, Packers, I give you just a slight edge yeah. over Seattle. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, too. I, that's, that's interesting. So, Packers me. at six. Yeah. That's weird. That's funny. Uh, I'm so, sorry. I'm still floored he puts the elbow. I know. I was sad. <laughs> yeah, I was sad. So for, for the folks who are just tuning in for the first time, first off, welcome to the show. But second of all, um, you know, Mike is a big Russell Wilson guy. He's a big Seattle Seahawks fan. So the fact that he is putting them at the middle of the pack there goes to show yeah. you that there ain't no bias here, folks. No. On the I'm always ready to support That podcast. was my one where I was like, no, Woo! I know this is not biased. Yeah, so yeah, I put exactly, it at seven. Right? Uh, right, number go. five, I have the New England Patriots. I think their offense is just flat right now mm-hmm. but i can never go against their defense can really just keep up in any kind of game you watch the kansas city game or the texans game their offense can't move the ball at all mm-hmm. but it's a close game at the end because their defense gets a block punt yep. or gets pick six or gets something to keep them in it and i do think when the playoffs start you it's have that first you have that first home game probably against kansas city where i think that's the game if you're gonna lose you're gonna lose to kansas city this year yeah um I'm, it's gonna be. Tough. I think I think that's gonna be a game, and then you go to Baltimore most likely. Ooh. So I think that's gonna be a tough gauntlet of games. Yeah, no, it's New England, man. That's the playoff switch turns on. Yeah, and it's like oh, here we go. And so I'm very. Yeah, interested. I'm interested to see their if the first round matchup or their first matchup that they have. The first game will be the Chiefs. Yeah, then that game right there. That's gonna tell you if they if they manage to beat the Chiefs. I think that they that's yeah. I think they're set up well. Yeah. <laughs> and so number four, the Chiefs. Yeah. I think their offense is super explosive. You got Tyreek Hill. It almost Hill. makes up for the fact that their defense is so bad. Yeah. It's the Oklahoma for me of yeah. the NFL, yeah. where their their defense is like middle of the pack less or something. Yeah. They're playing better than they were last year, right. but their offense is just so good that you'll score forty three, and if your defense can just hold them, get one or two stops. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's yep. that's the key formula to win. Absolutely. The Chiefs just slightly above because their offense yeah. is that good. Yeah, their offense. Is really uh, awesome. Number three, I have the 49ers. I think their defense, their front seven, is just so Ridiculous. phenomenal, and it allows then their secondary, which is good, right? Sherman's playing out of his mind, but allows their defensive secondary to go crazy. Yes, because they can go press man and let their safeties roam and jack up some tight ends. And they're just they're destroying everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean because and they're pressing so hard. It's like even if they get separation, there's Bosa or Buckner yeah. or Armstead or Solomon Thomas or whoever yeah. is there. Uh, it's just it's crazy to me. Yeah, Absolutely. they're kind of in a boat where I don't really trust them. Like I don't really trust the Vikings with Garoppolo there. Oh, yeah. But your run game is terrible. so efficient, mm-hmm. and even if you have to go on the road, you have your defense that can keep you in that's the game. That's the and- team. That's the team where you go. Wow, they went. You know. 12 and 4 and they lose in the first round. That's that team for yeah. me. That's I, I'm a Niner guy, but I can't I, I don't get the love for Garoppolo in the slightest. So if there's a hole of that team, it's a massive one. It's Garoppolo beating me. Yeah. That's I'm <laughs> stop the run, right? Stop the quick slant game, right? The the West Coast type of offense, mm-hmm. right? Force the Niners to beat me over the top. It, it and it sounds easy when I just say it out loud. Obviously there's, there's more to it, but force them to do those sorts of things, get yeah. them uncomfortable. You got a great shot to beat the Niners, yep. even if it's close. Uh, number two, I have the Ravens. Yep. Um, Lamar Jackson's oh, playing. Uh, yeah, oh, they're great. playing. Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind. He yeah. throws just enough yep. to make keep you threat. honest. Yeah, keep you. While, while he's going to re- run the read option right down your throat, and that defense is pretty legit. Um, they can go against the Super Chiefs against the, so, against some of the best offenses and at least slow them down enough. To make sure you have a lead and maintain. This is why you see Seattle, though. They are hurting so bad without 
uh, Thomas right now that it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like that's that, like that's a guy where you just go, oh man, if they'd had him, that you'd yeah, exactly some of those issues. And Baltimore is is a representation of that where you know name me every guy in their secondary, you can't do it, right? right? But they're playing really good fundamental football. They're containing the stop and the run, making teams one dimensional. And with a guy like that in the back, yeah. you're just really able to control everybody. Yep. So if you guys have been paying attention, my number one is the New Orleans Saints. Woo! I think they're probably the most complete team going into this playoffs. Breeze has got on his fire right yeah, now. Yeah, he's on wow. super fire 29 for 30 in this last game. Michael Thomas is in the MVP race. He ain't going to win, spoiler alert, but the fact that he's, he's in it. Alvin Kamara is one of the best running backs in the league, and that defense is just so stout. There's not a lot of, oh, yeah, that's the hole for right. this team. Right, So absolutely. I think the Saints are the most complete team. Right, absolutely, yeah. Sorry, guys, too, if you guys are noticing, we just came back uh, on the YouTube, you won't notice, but on our recording, if you notice, we kind of, like, skip sentences there. Our, our recording software kind of froze up on us a little bit, so. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. get all my we're, No, we're okay. No, we got the ranking part. That's oh. fine. We just went in a little bit of your analysis. But you're right, though, with the Saints being as a complete team as they have. And there was a little bit of concern there, right? Breeze, when he first came back from the injury, he was like, he was okay. He wasn't yeah. great, but he was okay. And, and the last couple games really come into his own. He's got nine touchdowns and zero interceptions. Playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great rankings, though, Mike. Great job. Yeah, I like that. You. I like that. It's you know, it's funny though. We we nitpick these teams so much, but at the same time, the it's slimmest of margins. No, really no honestly, a good I, chunk of after the teams. Vikings. When did I hit Seattle? I hit Packers. You have Fournier. All these teams are just like you might have that one thing that differentiates you, mm-hmm. yeah. and absolutely. it's really tough to absolutely pull a sure. difference out. All right, let's switch now from uh, let's from the gridiron to the hardwood. Let's go and talk some NBA basketball. We got some big time matchups on Christmas Day, Mike. What matchups do we got going on uh, actual uh, day of? Uh, so you have something like Celtics. Raptors, okay. Bucks, 49ers, Rockets, Warriors. Wait, Bucks, was, 76ers, right? Bucks, 76ers, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, Rockets, yeah. Warriors. That was before all the injuries happened. <laughs> um, the big one, the Clippers and the Lakers, yeah. probably the fight for the West. And yeah. then you have the Pelicans and the Nuggets. Right. So we got some big time matchups here going on. Uh, let's let's you know let's zero in here. We got a lot of these are playoff caliber matchups, right? If you are a fan of these teams, right? Obviously. You know, if you're a Pistons fan, you're kind of just waiting for things to get healthy. Hopefully they make it in time to actually make a run here. Yeah. Um, but if you're a fan, if you're a Laker fan, you're a Clipper fan, you're a Nuggets, you're a whatever fan, right? And what are you looking for? Because we've always said on this show, Christmas is the time where you're kind of a like, all right, this is the barometer. By Christmas, if we're kind of in it, we got a shot, yeah. right, of making the playoffs, if nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. Or... You know, in, in the case of last year where the Lakers were really good and then all of a sudden right around this time LeBron gets hurt and now all of a sudden they fall off the face Christmas of the earth. He got hurt. Right, so that's what I'm saying. So they, yeah. you kind of see the change. Where This is kind of like, it's not midway through the season, but it might as well be. Yeah. Like kind of this is where we're at. If you are a fan of this team, what do you want, uh, of any of these teams, what do you want to see? Do you, I mean, does, does it matter win or loss to you? Is it more like, okay... Record wise, is it just more of a big picture for you kind of thing, or is it? Do you are do you reading hard into these games? Like if the Lakers lose again to the Clippers, let's just say, right? Yeah. LeBron's probably not going to play because of that strain in the midsection area. Yeah. Possibly he's a thousand now. Um, yeah, he is. You, you know what I mean? Um, does it matter to you at all if you're if you're a Laker fan? Oh, same thing the other way around. Clippers lose. Same thing that the Bucks sort of lose to the 76ers. Is any that you're reading into any of this right now because you're kind of really in the meat of the season now? See, I don't I don't read too far into it as yeah. a too big to be sad basketball fan here. Mm-hmm. Um only because it's just the one game yeah. and when you get to playoff time it's a series. Mm-hmm. You've already played like the Bucks are twenty six and four. If you lose to the Sixers Jeez. on the road, like 
okay, you lost to the Sixers on the road. Right. We'll just bounce back the next four games and win right. or whatever. So I don't look at that. You just have to... These are these are primetime games. These are the TNT. They're playing on ABC. These are the games that everyone's going to be tuning in to watch because it's Christmas. It's one of the three big days of the year for the NBA. Right. So these are the days where, like, I, man, I haven't watched a lot of like, Lakers games. I wonder what all the fuss is about. This is a game where you have to go out and be like, yeah, this is why everyone's talking about us mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. Right. Like, right. put you for on sure. the map. Like, for if sure. you're the Nuggets... Probably no one's really like, oh my god, Jokic, he's a monster. <laughs> like, no one really says that unless you're in Denver. Yeah, right, yeah. So, that's great. the primetime game where you go, okay, okay, this is Jokic. I, right. I, yeah, I've now I seen him, it. and now yeah. I can go back in three months when they're on TNT playing the Warriors or what, or the Lakers or something. You go, yeah. I remember watching Jokic a couple months ago, right. and like, so you can, this is like putting you on the map right. if you were... Right, oh, basketball. Fan. Absolutely no, and I think that this is a this is a fun time too because we've talked about this ad nauseum where the the wealth of talent that has been spread across the NBA mm-hmm. is is never been higher. You know oh, what no. I mean. So the fact that we get to see these kinds of matchups right now, absolutely super super exciting. Let's talk about the Pistons here for just a second. Um, if you're a Pistons fan. I mean, are you nervous at all about where this team is at uh, going into this Christmas break period? I mean, where are they at in the East right now, dare I ask? Uh, are they the they ten? are 10th. 10th? Jeez. They are 11 uh, what, and 19. Are they 10 or 11? They're 10. They're 10? No, 8, 9, 10, 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah 10, 11 doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 11. So, I Something mean, you're 11th like in the East, right? You haven't been healthy all year. For yeah. the most part, right? Blake's out. I know D Rose is D Rose is putting up mine. He's putting up MVP like numbers when he won the MVP. Did you see that? Have you seen that graphic? Hmm. He's got better numbers this year than he did at, at his MVP season. He's got hmm. better numbers this right now, which is actually crazy. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so, um, but he's the only guy putting up numbers. Unfortunately, yeah. um, if you're a Pistons fan, what what are you what are you looking forward to as we kind of get through Christmas break and then back on? Is it just strictly a health thing? Where like we got to see this team. At 100% before you can make any real assumptions about what they are. Are they still a playoff team in your mind? Um, They are a low-caliber, probably first-round exit playoff team. Yeah. Um, they're, they're only a game be- and a half behind the eight seed. Right. So you're not like... You're not out of it. No, you're not like Atlanta sitting at 6-24. and 24, Like, you're Ooh, so Lord. far out of it that you're like, okay, this is not a playoff team anymore. Yeah, right. Like, you're still, you're still in the hunt, yeah. but you're you're slowly getting out of the hunt right. and you need to get back in as soon as possible. Right. Um, yeah, losing games like they did a couple days ago to the Bulls, that that that, 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 can't that stuff can't happen. Like, yeah. you should be able, with the talent that you have, to be able to beat teams like Chicago, like Cleveland, like New York, mm-hmm. you know, like Golden State right now, like New Orleans. Like, those are the teams that you're like, we can go into and beat those teams right. because right. we have Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and Derrick Rose should be right. able to get us over that hump. Right, yeah. I think, I think it's, you know, we really need to see, we really need to see what happens. You okay? I mean, I'm not okay, but like... No, 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 nothing too big. Okay, all right, you got excited. I I did get excited, but nothing basketball. But you do, you definitely want to see... I wanted to see this team healthy, right? You need Reggie back, you're going to need Blake back, right? You know, it's it's just one of those things to where I think you have quite a bit of talent on this team. They're not a championship contender, but, you know, I want to get out of just let's just hope to make the playoffs and, hey, maybe let's actually, you know, make a little something happen here, you know, win a freaking game. You know, yeah, we talk about the Lions winning game, but you only have like the one game every right, year. Yeah. Like you this have one like four a game. Shots. <laughs> yeah, you have like four shots to beat the Cavs or the Bucks in the last like five years. Yeah. And you're literally oh and eight in playoff games. Yeah. And they actually the year before that when they had Michael Curry as coach, that one year where it was like the last remnants of like Oh yeah, yeah. They got swept that they got year. Swept too, too, yeah. so. Rough go for the Pistons. But 
and hopefully they get healthy and we'll go on. All right, let's switch now from the hardwood to the squared circle. Let's talk some AEW for a second here. Um, NXT winning the Wednesday Night War this past week. If you hadn't watched, I highly recommend you watch NXT. It has a pretty damn good show, especially the opener. Don't watch AEW, though. Uh, yeah, AEW is a rough watch this week. But um, I want to talk about AEW for a couple reasons. Number one, we saw the Young Bucks deactivate their Twitters, which I thought was somewhat interesting yep. due to the negativity. They're trying to get away from some of that, it looks like. Um, and then also I want to talk about has the... Our people finally is the the shine is officially off clearly right there's no more like oh it's it's new it's hot it's fresh it's exciting it's just it's just now AEW exists right yeah we're a couple pay per views in you know the next one's going to Chicago which if you are going to be in Chicago February 29th at AEW look for the two of us because we will be there yes as we well. will um but point being is that. Are you concerned at all if you are Tony Khan, VPs, Bucks, Cody, whoever, right, about the amount of criticism that you guys have been facing the past couple weeks? Because they're getting WWE treatment right now. They're finally, it's finally like, they, before it's like, oh, you're like this cool thing, and now it's like, oh, no, you're just another WWE. WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and to be honest with you, you're losing to <laughs> WWE right now. So with that being said, are you nervous, concerned at all? Because I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily nervous, but I'm not thrilled this early on. Oh, no. I, I mean, I haven't enjoyed an AEW show in like three or four weeks. Yeah. And I think there's just a multitude of problems that they have with the show. And it's more, I, I want to say it's like, there's like, I would say like the big one is almost like Chris Jericho, but not with the work he's doing, but the way they book him. I guess it's booking. Yeah. I guess in one right. big circle that you can put it in, <laughs> yeah. it's booking. Yeah. Because when you watch the show and you're comparative to another show, so on NXT, they are like, oh, we have Finn Balor, Adam Cole, NXT Championship. You go, you don't really know who's going to win that match. Mm -hmm. So I got to go watch it to see yeah. who wins. Yeah, I almost put no spoilers on and watch it the next day yeah. so I could like make what, sure like I, I watch I, it. I actually watched NXT instead of AEW. Yeah, so, I did too. Um, but then AEW goes, oh, but we have Chris Jericho and Jungle Boy. And I go, so there's a 0% chance that's going to change. <laughs> yeah. And like maybe a 55-45 that Cole loses the title. Right. I'm going to go watch and see if he loses it. To, uh, there's no chance you're going to lose it. Then why waste the time watching that? Right. So I think it's just all these right. different booking decisions of it just doesn't. I think AEW is suffering from quite a few different syndrome. I think they're suffering from the fact that they're the first company in a long time just to acquire every every big name that was out there that wasn't under the WWE brand. Mm -hmm. They went, hey, come on over. Right, you know what I mean? It was Kenny, it's Cody, it's the Bucks, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this guy, it's this guy, this guy, this guy, whoever it is, right? And that's cool. But once you get out of, and we said this before, once you get out of the, how and that's the thing, people give WWE so much crap for doing the same booking over and over and over again. How many times have we seen Pac versus Adam Page? At least three times. Yes. At least three. They've been in existence for what? Two months? Yeah. And we've seen it three times already, right? How many times have you seen Jimmy Havoc on TV? Yeah, not a lot. Right. That, but that's my point, right? Is that once you get done with the fantasy matchups, oh, Kenny versus Moxley. Oh, got to go see it. Cool. Mm -hmm. Got to see Cody versus Jericho again. Cody can't jump to... Okay, done. I got to see this. I got to see that. After that, there has to be something to keep me coming back. And right now... I don't think we're getting that from AEW as much as from NXT. Now, let's not be clear. NXT show, it was good. It wasn't great. I thought they had a really good start and a really good ending. That women's match was pretty darn good. Yeah. Everything in the middle, eh. That's every NXT yeah, show. Yeah, but every NXT show. Right, exactly. But with AEW, you're supposed to be front-loading this card. Like, 
I thought that show ended so flat mm-hmm. last week with that tag title match. They're, they've been unable to create new stars. The Dark Order been a, been a disaster. So mm-hmm. far, they're trying to repurpose and repackage a little bit. It's been rough. You've had um, Blade and the Butcher. You have no faces in mm-hmm. the company right now, by the way. I don't know if anybody notices that. You have the Inner Circle. They're bad guys. Moxley, he's not a good guy, right? Uh, at Hangman, they're going to flip pretty soon. So you got Kenny... The Bucks and Cody. Yep. And that's it. Everybody else is a flipping jobber. And one so, of them can't even challenge for a title. And one of them can't challenge for the world title anymore. So where are we at here? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you're I think they're trying I think they're realizing very early that it's no longer the ability to just go and say, Hey, we're gonna put on this awesome card for mm. one night only and say, Hey, we're gonna put on the best wrestling you've seen all year. And that's cool. Mm. But now you gotta do it every week. Yeah. And you're having difficulty. The fact that Jericho is wrestling as much as he is, too, should not be a thing. He's the world champion. If that title means as much as it's supposed to, he should not wrestle every week. I'd rather, I would pay to see Chris Jericho twice a month mm-hmm. rather than five times a month. Because I'd rather see Jericho once on, a, on an AEW show, right, in a tag match against his challenger for the title, and then in the title match. Everything else that, he should be talking and managing other guys. Jake Hager hasn't wrestled a match yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Where's Santana and Ortiz? Where's Guevara taking the fall every single night? Well, you know, there's certain things, and you're just like, where's it at? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, at some point, you're going to have to give more than just the fantasy booking matchup, the dream contest. Because at some point, fans are going to go, where are the stakes? Why do I care? What is making me want to watch you instead of somebody else? Because WWE is for as much crap as they give as they get. Some of it deserves, some of it maybe not so much. But the point being is that at least they are going and acknowledging the fact, hey, listen, we're the only game in town you're going to watch or you're not going to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Now there's a new game. They're they're giving you something that you want. They're giving you something different. You want to see Balor back in NXT? He's there, yeah. right? You want to see Seth Rollins turn heel? He's there. You want to see this or that or like that? They're trying to. Right? Outside of the Lana Bobby Lashley thing, that thing's stupid. Everything else, though, for the most part, they're at least trying to give you something to say, hey, you wanted it? Go. Yeah. Right? Where are you at, mm-hmm. AEW? You know what I mean? I'll continue to watch because I'm a fan of what you do. The in-ring work is not the problem. I'll tell you that. It's not the in-ring no, work. Not. But give me a reason outside of, all right, Kenny and Hangman are having an argument. Give me a reason. Mm-hmm. Because right now, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. And neither does Mike and neither does anybody else. And that's why you've seen a dramatic decrease. Everyone's seen a decrease. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW. But... You've seen a massive dip in AEW's viewership, mm-hmm. and I think that's a huge problem for them. So obviously something to definitely keep mind of as we go through into the new year. As this is going to be probably our Christmas episode, we want to take the time right now as we wrap up the show to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody who watches and listens to the show. We really appreciate the support. As we go into 2020, let's make sure to make this the biggest year for the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. If you're not already on our contact list, please go to the IamAlwaysRight.com uh, website. It's on our SoundCloud pages. It's on our Facebook pages, all that good stuff. IamAlwaysRightPC.com. Make sure to shoot us an email, IARBroadcastMedia at gmail.com if you want to stay up to date with all the happenings going on, where we're going to be at potential wrestling or sporting event shows. Let us mm-hmm. know, and we'll kind of find you guys. You can find us. We'll take pictures and all that good stuff. Anything else that you guys could possibly ask for. If you want to submit a topic, 
Hit us up on the website. If you want to be on the show and call in, let us know. We might be, you may be that lucky day where we have you on. We've had Ellie on, an Ohio State fan. We've had other people on the show before. Uh, we'd love to do business with you. If you have a product, if you have a business, you want to advertise on the show like our buddy Nick does with his realty, please give me a call. Please give Mike a call. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Once again, on behalf of Mike, the Missing Whale Man, the Brain, everybody here at the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.